I might as well have been an architect or a map maker from that moment forward. I can't say how long, but knew for a year, even more, I used to lie in bed at night, mentally plot each and every street, route taken, and locate key places clinging to my heart. All were amazed how perfectly I could get around on three return visits. One day, this stopped. I didn't know it. That trip was an expedition, meeting travelers bound to their points of destination. There were fine porters, the conductor who treated us so well, all spanking clean in black trousers, white starch jackets and chef hats. They became our friends, serving us sandwiches. For special, we visited the dining car. We looked forward to this. The whole car was full of chit-chat people taking seats at their tables with the finest of everything. We couldn't help but notice the broad array of all entering. One group of gentlemen came in standing erectly, not too tall to tip the high ceiling of the car with brightly hung lamps. I noticed one in the three-piece suit who was the spokesman for the other two. He had a crisp white shirt, a tight knot at the top of his matched silk tie setting off a dark navy suit and black shine shoes. I noticed his strange round glasses didn't slide off the bridge of his nose. Other gents walked in casual, wearing western attire, tight-fitting pants, wearing shine cowboy boots. They sat close to our table so I could overhear their conversation of business and ranching. Further through the car was bright laughter from a lady dressed lightly for the morning hour, as though they'd been out the night before. Others seated and had huge linen napkins in their laps, received their breakfasts, and were enjoying entrees of the morning. I couldn't help but be distracted by the scenery we were passing as we sat and talked waiting for the waiter to come to our table. I saw the biggest menu I'd ever experienced. I saw what I wanted, checked with Mother, making sure. She knew I'd love pancake with eggs, bacon, and a glass of milk. The water glasses were filled by the waiters. Every one of the staff was a Negro. Their smiling attitude was evident the first moment of entering the car, taking our seats, waiting on our table, caring for those throughout the car. The lady and her gent cackled the entire time. Another family was with their children at their table. They seemed a happy family, sitting and talking while their dad pointed specific sights out the window on the opposite side of the car, enjoying their breakfast. Our meals were brought to our table. The food brought us to ooh and ah, and the waiter asked if there was anything else we needed. My brother said, "'Can I have some more milk?' And as the hour passed, more gathered, entering for their breakfast. Those gentlemen enjoyed their steak and eggs, deep in conversation. The elder one reached to his pocket and withdrew his dark brown knobbed pipe, was packing the bowl softly with his thumb on the tobacco. I watched him light his pipe. After sucking his pipe, it left a trail of curling smoke into the ceiling of the dining car. What was pleasurable was the aroma and two continued comments regarding the fixtures within the car. I noticed the plush carpet entering. This was my first remembered train trip. We traveled by train when in the first grade to Wenatchee, Washington, to meet my dad. That morning, rocking on the rail, I paid attention to the finery of well-set tables, 
white china platters, big bowls for those wanting cooked or cold cereal, and fresh fruit. That was a fine meal as we made our way west. Before excusing ourselves, we thanked the waiter, heard the cook say, Do come again, and I enjoyed talking with others. There was a Swedish couple withdrawing their basket with their food. The lady was sweet. They unfolded their linen, making a table for their meal of cheese, sausage, and homemade bread, and fresh fruit she offered us. They prayed for their food and God's care, and insisted we accept oranges. I was ready to take a walk between cars when one waiter staff asked if we'd like blankets, magazines, or a bar of candy. What was special was standing between cars, feeling the wind on my face moving north. The glue of the fields of corn, farm, and fields was so beautiful, standing erect, line on line through Iowa.